Fantasy Draft. The only rake-free daily fantasy site brings the heat again with a $500,000 guaranteed rake-free contest, the Hooters main event. This is the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you will find for week six. And remember, only on Fantasy Draft are 100% of entry fees paid to contest winners. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com with referral code FFParty and you'll get a free seven-day trial membership. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let's put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Welcome to week six of the NFL season. Back at it, JL Beers, Wednesday night at 7.30. This is what we do, John Tooby, Bo Mitchell, and the Bo Mitchell Fan Club, and Anthony Maggio here with you, <laughs> bringing you all the goodness that's fit to print, except for your ears. How are you guys doing? Wow, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. I have uh, two people in my fan club. It's way bigger than two people's capacity. <laughs> That's infinitely times more than what I have. So yeah, well, well, well stated. We're all real happy for Bo. Um, we've got a lot of things to get to in today's show. Um, actually, let me. The, uh, this just in: Christian McCaffrey just scored again, and Will Fuller just scored again. <laughs> wow! Yeah, the, and against me, points keep going yep. up. We got some re- regrets to talk about. McCaffrey's name is going to come up in that. Got some news to talk about, and uh, of course, whatever, and some fifty-fifty. So. Uh, before we do that, though, Tuvi, yes, what are you, uh, what are you going after there? I've got a morning wood right here. Yes, it's, you do. Uh, I got to tell you, yes, no, you what are you it's, drinking? It's it's a nitro, and and the nitro are always. The, I tell you, the only thing that Jail Beers has done wrong ever in the history of me coming here is there was one. AJ, he maybe he was looking out for me. I don't know, but he steered me away from the uh, the Boulevard Plaid habit. But I'll be going back for that afterwards. After. After my morning wood is gone, I'll, okay. I'll have a Boulevard plant habit. So I'll be covered for the evening. We, they, <laughs> stay covered, please. Uh, Sam, it's the pleats. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I, I, Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> almost feel like we should start the show over. Uh, I'm, I've got the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Always a classic. That's not nearly as fun. No, it's not. No. I, but you know me. This is my time of year, man. Halloween music, pumpkin beers, and... Uh, Oktoberfest. This Don't you is want to know what I'm drinking? Right up my eye. Yeah, I've, you were next. Grain Belt Premium. Hey, there you go. Wow. Probably going to hit That's a rip, on the menu? Rip Your Float here pretty soon. Yeah, I see the Ooh, Rip Your Float You down should there. have. Anna's got a Rip Your Float. Grain Belt She's Premium Float. She's devouring it. Have Grain Belt Premium Float. I've heard good things. Yeah. They'll, I, they'll probably mix that up for you here yeah, at JL Beers in Burnsville. Got to come check them out. And Tubi's got the pretzel on the way, too, that I'm going to be jealous of. Oh. And then end up ordering one for myself later. Speaking of which... Let's talk immediate regrets. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over. All right, I'll, I'll save the pretzel regret for later. Well, it won't even be a regret. I'll just order one. But, um, <laughs> Way to fight through. Yeah, I uh, my regret this week has to do with my cash game lineups. I talk about that every week. I you know I usually play um, each a cash lineup in each of the slates, and I... I kind of let myself get a little too cute to save 
not all that much money, uh, and saving fake money cost me real money, uh, because I decided that uh, Ezekiel Elliott instead of Christian McCaffrey was going to be my guy in cash. Um, you know, I really let myself get sucked in by that high usage rate or that high snap rate in uh, week four, so it kind of looked like, all right, he's all the way back. Um, you know, it's it's the same old Zeke. He had seven targets in that game, had the really juicy matchup going against the Packers. and But still, when you add it all up, I'm still just projecting, you know, and McCaffrey was a sure thing for not that much more fake money. And mm-hmm. why I, I didn't – I overthought it. I didn't need to work that hard. And i sure it would have helped if I would have had Will Fuller too. And actually, my tournament lineups had Will Fuller all over the place. Um, a lot of Will Fuller and McCaffrey, actually, and those lineups did very well, obviously. But um, for for a cash game, that just I, I got cute and I was stupid and I regret that. Oh, no, I, th- I thought Zeke was close to a sure thing last week. I, Everybody's yeah. been running on the Packers. Well, right, but again, uh, that's why I said I'm pro- I'm projecting that that is the case. Whereas we've seen McCaffrey just annihilate everyone yeah, except no. for Tampa Bay. Yeah. And who they have this week, by the way, so makes for some interesting In London, right? In in the new stadium. That is my pretzel. Uh, But to to touch on McCaffrey, um, in my day job, I'm putting together some some information for that uh, game in London. And uh, when you're comparing Christian McCaffrey, what he's done so far, to, uh, let's see, one of them was uh, Jim Brown's 1963 season, and the (laughs) other one was Thurman Thomas's uh, MVP season. Yeah, he's... (laughs) He's off to a nice start. He's off to a nice start. Should we save bows or should we try? Well, no, we might, not, we might as well walk, yeah, walk right my, into that full speed. Yeah, yeah. My immediate regret, uh, as long as we're on the Christian McCaffrey topic, um, goes back to one of our preseason shows where we were talking about busts, and I said Christian McCaffrey could be a bust given how high he's being drafted. He was being selected number one overall in, in a lot of leagues. He was top three, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I cited Cam Newton's health problems last year, him being healthier this year, few less targets for McCaffrey. So basically I laid out a path towards bustness for Christian McCaffrey this year. And, yeah, that hasn't happened at all. Cam Newton can be healthy, <laughs> no, no, unhealthy, whatever. Uh, I think he yeah. missed that exit. Yeah, he he's doing just fine, leading the NFL in <laughs> rushing. And uh, who knows if Cam's going to come back soon or not. It, it doesn't seem to matter. Um, so I do regret even hey. laying out the possibility that McCaffrey <laughs> could potentially be a bust this year. And if anybody listened to that and made them uh, pivot to somebody yeah. else with the, top, with the top three pick, I'm sorry. Um, but having hey. said that, Keep an eye on the usage of McCaffrey. <laughs> he is on base for like what four hundred and fifty like touches, a million touches yeah, yes. this year. And he's he's bothered, he's got a back injury he's nagged with right now. So if so you do have McCaffrey, you might want to sell high. Well, you might want to grab Reggie Bonifon, his uh, handheld <laughs> now. So. Hey, that looked pretty fast. Yeah, he did. Well, that's why we do this segment because so, we don't always get it right, and we like to you know we acknowledge and learn from stuff here, and that's you know. That's the whole point of doing I was, this. So. I was maybe looking too hard yeah. for, for a reason. Overthought it. We both yeah. had overthinking uh, problems when, yep. in regards to Christian McCaffrey. Just here. stop thinking when it comes to just, Christian McCaffrey. Just play him. <laughs> All right, Tubi. Well, I did uh, some overthinking, and I did it based on my Minnesota fandom. Um, all, all last week the media was... Uh, Stefan Diggs, and they're going to feed him because he's he's the petulant. He's the squeaky wheel. He's going to get the oil this week. And, yeah. and I was actually looking at that game as it's going to be a lot like week one where they're going to you know, throw and get up and then 
Cousins isn't going to have to throw the rest of the game because they're going to mm-hmm. run it down the Giants' throat. So I saw Adam Thielen sitting there, even though Fantasy Labs recommended him as a one of their top <laughs> plays in, in DFS. I thought, nah, nah, I don't need Adam Thielen. I, I can get me some Mike Evans. Oh, boy. Yeah. I, and I, I was trying to avoid the emotional trauma that goes along with you know a double whammy from a minute here. If, he, if Thielen blows up in a bad way, hurts my DFS team, hurts me as a Vikings fan, and it hurts my Minnesota pride because he's a Minnesota kid. Yeah. So all of he the is? above. I've never heard that. Yeah, I don't know if you know this. He wasn't even drafted no, by the NFL. get out of here. I know, and he played at a really small school uh, out, and I think they, like he had, went to class with cows, I think, <laughs> really. It was in a barn. It was a one-room college. Yeah. He finished second in his class. Yeah, he, right behind Bessie. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, we're uh, t- not taking Thielen and uh, getting those goose eggs from Mike Evans. I, I regret that. I'm, I'm back on the Thielen bandwagon just in time for Stefan Diggs to go off this week. You know, before we <laughs> before we talk news, I mean, Mike Evans not somebody who's otherwise coming up in this show. Just you know, um, where the where the news falls here. But um, you targeting him? Is, are you worried about him? You know what? Maybe we should talk about him and my whatever since I'm going to talk receivers. We'll talk about All it right. then. Give you some time to stew on that. Let's, uh, let's throw it to Bill right now. Channel Score News Desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Yeah, we've got a lot of news to go over here. The headlines, uh, the Washington Redskins fired Jay Gruden this week, replacing him with uh, offensive line coach Bill Callahan. What are the ramifications of that? We'll discuss. Uh, the Giants are beset by injuries. Barkley's going to be out again this week. His backup, Wayne Gallman, has a concussion. Evan Ingram has a knee injury. Sterling Shepard also has a concussion. All of those guys are out for Thursday night football. Ugh. Devontae Adams, toe injury, missed last week's game against Dallas. Uh, we don't know his status yet for this week, but keep tabs on that. Sammy Watkins, hamstring injury, uh, hampered him in their game last week, and we don't know his status for their upcoming game. Mason Rudolph. Just came to, I believe. Just. Oh, my God, did he get <laughs> The yeah. ugliest, scariest hit oh, I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And he might play this week. <laughs> He's still in concussion protocol, but he was back on the practice field. And uh, keep keep an eye on that. I, if I had to guess, I don't think he will, but might be Devlin Hodges again. But we'll see. Jalen Samuels uh, is running back, knee injury, out a month following surgery. Chris Herndon, back from his suspension. Not so fast. Hamstring injury in practice last Friday. Still uh, struggling to get on the practice so, field. He, he wasn't week. even in practice. He was running stuff on his own because yeah, he was just, still suspended. Just running on the yeah. side. He was just yogging. And then in other, yeah, soft Jay. Um, in other tight end news, Hunter Henry might be back from his knee injury this week. He's back in practice just in time for them to lose Mike Pouncey, their center for the season. Yeah, Mike Pouncey was not a knee. It was a neck. I was just laid on the trigger there on my knee sound effect. So let's start with uh, the Washington news. Sounds like uh, Callahan, Tuvi, he's an offensive line guy. And it sounds like they might also be going back to the old guard with Case Keenum and Adrian Peterson. Well, if he's an offensive line guy, job number one should be driving over to Trent Williams' house and saying, whatever you need (laughs) me to do to patch this up. Baby, come back. Exactly. Put a little player on, (laughs) wheel the van up, uh, tumble out, a little smoke. I don't know. Um, Yeah, and... Bill Callahan's old school, too. They were running sprints after practice. Which, oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm sure they love I, that. I'm sure that that's, that's going to – Adrian Peterson, I'm sure, is all over that. It's, 
It's not pretty in Washington, and, and really Trent Williams is about the only thing that can salvage that season. I wouldn't be trotting Dwayne Haskins out there and behind that line with that offense. But Case Keenum has, I believe it's like the seventh or eighth best passer rating throwing to Terry McLaren. So there's your upside if, uh, if Case week, comes back. So. That's, if, you're, <laughs> if you've got a Redskin on your roster, this is the week to use them. Yep. Uh, Thursday night football, we knew it would be ugly in New England with uh, the Giants playing against the best team in football. But now they're without their best two running backs, a very good tight end, and uh, probably their top wide receiver. Do we – is – it's you don't start a, Giants? You don't really start a it's Giants. It's going to be iffy weather too, by the way, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll talk about one in 50-50 yeah. uh, later in the show, but – yeah, I, I I wouldn't really start a giant. I don't think it's it's worth your. There there's not upside. Like I guess that's the that's the problem here. I mean, with any guy, especially on a team, you just talked about Washington. At least with a McLaurin, uh, you know, there's there's the chance for a big play. You know, heck, even mm-hmm. if Case Keenum starts, he throws a couple of bombs, McLaurin, that makes his day. Whereas there's just not a there's not a big day to be had. I don't think against this Patriots defense in any facet. Golden Tate of the game, no. I, Darius Slayton. Maybe. I mean, in a, P, in a PPR, in a PPR, those guys, yeah. I mean, Tate especially could, I mean, he could have Austin Eckler-type targets yeah. in this one. But other than that, yeah, it's uh, tough sledding. Uh, Devontae Adams was the next on our news docket. We've seen the Packers with without him for one game. They seem to do just fine. Uh, I don't know that there's much we need to react to there. But what about Sammy Watkins potentially missing more time here or being iffy and maybe Tyreek Hill coming back for the yeah, it sounds this like week. Tyreek it sounds like there's a pretty decent chance he comes back I, I think we'll touch on this in DFS uh, I want any any piece the of the uh, yeah, in the 50-50 part uh, any any Chiefs target I'll, I'll take a piece and whatever's uh, with Watkins out the least expensive ones I think you and I each have one Bo yeah, so. and it sounds like Mahomes with that ankle Initially, we heard a high ankle sprain, but he's practicing. He says it's going to be all right. Bears, Bears monitoring, though, especially. Yeah. I mean, I expect him to play, but we'll see if he's hobbled again this week. Yeah, I mean, Watkins certainly, even if he goes, I don't know that he's a wide receiver one just because of the, the injury no. and especially if Tyreek Hill comes back. Uh, Steelers situation with Mason Rudolph probably out again and Jalen Samuels definitely out again. Juju Smith-Schuster, can you sell him for something? Do you want to sell him for something? Do you want to I, hang on to him? And, and I try to get out because if we, we've seen that offense, it's not going to take shots down the field that uh, that do much to to benefit uh, Juju. So even if even if Mason Rudolph's back, I mean you're selling relatively low, yeah, on, on Juju, but you're saying that's okay at this point. You just want out. You want off this ride? I want off this ride. <laughs> same, same with the you know we talked about Devonte Adams last week. I I'd rather get off this ride early. Yeah. And, and I think Juju's kind of stuck in that same boat. What if you're a James Conner owner? And the line's still in pretty good shape. And with Jalen Samuels out now for a month, I, I, you know, Benny Snell is okay at best. I don't I don't see him getting Jalen Samuels-type workload. So I think I'm okay with James Conner still. I'm comfortable with him. I mean, you, you can't expect him. Some people had him as a top three, top five guy. I don't yeah, think you expect those numbers. But given the state of running backs in the NFL, I, I think he's in your lineup on an every week basis. And then the tight end news we spoke about, uh, Chris Herndon. Uh, if you picked him up last week, uh, anticipating he's back from his suspension, 
Don't use him yet because of the hamstring injury. (laughs) If only there was something he could take that would help him with, (laughs) with, you know, muscle recovery. (laughs) No. And then if Hunter Hunter Henry is still available in your league, and he's still out there in a lot of leagues, uh, I'd I'd grab him, especially given the state of the tight end position. Exactly. We've touched on that for the last couple weeks and, and how bad the tight end situation is. And it's an offense that throws to the tight end. It's... You know, it's a he's a talented guy. Lots of upside there, though. Well, Go ahead. I was going to say, consider what Austin Eckler just did last week in his 16 targets. A lot of those are going to become Hunter Henry targets, mm-hmm. especially as Melvin Gordon, you know, becomes a bigger part of that offense. The only uh, maybe counter to that would be they have to keep Hunter Henry in the block because no Mike Pouncey in that line. He was he was the duct tape and, and bailing wire that was holding that line together, which already has been dinged up. So that's, uh, that concerns me more on a Melvin Gordon basis than anything else. But Yeah. Yeah, Rivers is still going to, you know, pepper Keenan Allen. I think it probably hurts, you know, I heard Mike they brought Williams. in two of his kids to... Uh, <laughs> Good. <Yeah. laughs> That'll help. <laughs> You know, if you lined up Philip Rivers' kids in front of him as the offensive line, that would take a long time for the defense That'd to get That'd be too many that. men on the field. Well, be. Like, yeah. be a penalty. But how many kids can you have on the field? I don't, I don't think Only if they've got the proper helmets. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, there we go. Look at us. We're, gonna, we're on we're fire. We're expedient this evening. I love this. Um, speaking of expedient, you know what really helps uh, you know speed up the process when it comes to setting my DFS lineups is uh, fantasy labs you know we continue to uh, use fantasy labs you, you know they've been part of uh, part of this show for the last I want to say three four years now uh, you know working go with ahead us and say, it. And say it three four well, years three four years yeah, go ahead Feels, yeah 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 okay <laughs> they uh, I've been using uh, you know obviously for fantasy draft uh, you know I'll go on there when I'm making my I'll use their cash model I mean you can just use the lineup builder and hit optimize and and be on your way but you know I really like you know the as we go through the week and are doing our research, you know, really, you know, I hone in on two, three, four guys that I really want to use, you know, in the multiple slates and lock those guys in, optimize from there. But, you know, it's really helpful too with the mass multi-enter stuff when you, when you can go into multi lineups and, and just type in number of lineups, 150, if that's what you want to do. And, you know, number max players on same team four, and then you just go in and start messing with the percentages of the guys. And it makes the, it just it it takes so much time out of the process, and right now, I mean, they like we've been saying they're they're partnering with us all year. So you use that code ten off anytime you you decide this week or next week or the week after you want to start putting a little more money into your DFS. Uh, uh, I was gonna say habits, uh, pastime. What do you want to call it? Or uh, or as we would call it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not an addict. Issue? No, it's not an issue. Well, if it is an issue. We we certainly don't want to encourage going more into it, but uh, the uh, yeah, I mean it's just it's a lot of fun, and it's you know Tuvi uses it for for the hockey for the puck now. Hockey, yes, he does. Yeah, and of course I was using it for baseball. So check them out. You get uh, ten dollars off their trial with the code ten off one zero o f f. That's fantasylabs.com. Let's talk about whatever. But what do you feel like talking about today? Oh, you want me to go first? Why not? Okay. Well, you know, as as we all observed i think with uh drafting our 50 50 teams this week the old uh free agency market is kind of drying up at about this time of year not much left out there so it really is time to uh it's trading season Ooh. and uh mm-hmm. 
I've got some rules. Is that Bo- season Bo's spelled out or S-Z-N? Oh, I just thought of the word I was trying to think of, hobby, instead of habit. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's it's an addiction. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> trading season. <laughs> uh, here's here's my rules for uh, for trading, and I'll be quick about these, even though I could go on and on. Um, first of all, be prompt with your response if you receive a trade offer. Sure, I know you're m- looking at me. Mull it over, <laughs> and my pet peeve is at least respond. Don't don't. Don't leave the guy hanging with crickets. Again, you're still looking at I'm me. I'm still looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's common. It's courtesy. part of my strategy. <laughs> uh, if someone offers you a trade, uh, figure it out and get back to them. And uh, it's 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 only common courtesy. And for the love of God, consider the other team's needs before offering a trade. I can't tell you how many trades I get that the other person. Could not have even looked beyond the guy that he wanted off of yeah. my team, and <laughs> and be like, in what universe does this make sense? Even if even if it's a fair trade or fair-ish trade, yeah, player for player, sure it makes all the sense of the world for that team, but it doesn't. It might not make any sense. You don't need Pat Mahomes <laughs> on your Deshaun Watson team, correct? Um, be cordial again when responding to a trade. If you want to turn it down. The response of uh, "You're an idiot. This is the worst. Dolphins, <laughs> this is the worst offer I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> That's not going to get you real far. No. You're, you're far better responding with "No, thank you." <laughs> <laughs> not, I, uh, not what are you high? Maybe, maybe offering something back. Maybe We're a counter there. <laughs> uh, if 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 someone if someone re- comes back at me after I've made a trade offer with. Uh, with uh, four-letter words and you're an idiot and calling names and stuff like that, they're, I'm probably not going to be trading with that guy yeah. or gal anytime soon. I know exactly how I'm responding to Bo's next <laughs> trade offer. After a week. A week <laughs> after he <laughs> no, I don't have to worry about that because you won't respond. <laughs> hey, we made a deal this offseason. <laughs> we did. We did. I, we made a which trade. I'm actually, I wore you down. I'm upset about it. I liked, I liked both sides of that deal. I was betting on I, – I traded in that league you're talking about. I, I had traded for a couple first-round picks from Bo because I was planning on his team tanking. And then uh, his team, between Amari Cooper and then picking up DJ Shark, his, uh, he's been he's been trending up. Back. First place, baby. Yeah. And finally, my, my final rule for trading is uh, a league rule, no vetoes. No vetoing oh, of trade. I bring this amen. up every year, I think. Uh, it, it, there's no reason to veto trades these are two adults making trades and they they rate players differently and even if you look at a trade and think it's lopsided in in one direction it could very well turn out to be lopsided the other direction so uh you never know um and you you throw the caveat in there of course if there's some sort of conspiracy going on but that's i've only ever seen that maybe once and i've been playing fantasy football for 30-ish years now. So. If, if there's some sort of collusion or you know, one one right. guy who's farm team to another guy, your solution isn't to veto the trades to get out of the league. It's, right. it's to find a different league. Right. Or so, kick them out if you're the commissioner. Vetoes are ridiculous. Get them out of your rule book. 
That's awesome. all I got. Those are my rules. All right. Tuvi, I'm curious to see where you're going with this well, one. Well, you know, here at JL Beers, the, the music always has a 90s <laughs> vibe, and, and I'm just yeah, it's solid. I'm just thinking, is there a better two minutes of music than the Lemonheads being around? I mean, that that is just a tight, tight song. Actually, it's a minute 45, really. Mm-hmm. I, I could hear an argument for Delamitri's role to me. But Ooh, I, I think gosh, uh, I haven't heard that for a while. I think it's it's probably the Lemonheads for my for my book. Okay, that's actionable too. Go go listen to the download <laughs> Lemonheads. You didn't tell you told me I didn't have to have anything this week. I'm saving that's mine fine. for next week. That's all right. Very good. Uh, for that's me, that's great. That's great advice. You said whatever. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> said actionable. I'm still protesting. That, you're not wrong, Tuvi. You're not wrong. Uh, all right, for mine, uh, and I. Noted at the top, we'll, we'll throw Here's, Mike uh, Evans into this. Fantasy football relevant? It is. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned that it's <laughs> trading season, and right now, um, you know, when when you're, you know, typically looking to make a deal, you're trying to sell high and buy low. So, some of the, Ooh, that's know, the buy low players. Yes. yes. Yeah. The, the there are I get those mixed up. There are a couple, you know, very high end buy low candidates right now, uh, especially on the wide receiver side of things with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham having uh, very quiet starts to the uh, to the NFL season. And Mike Evans, he w- he did not have a quiet start. He had a very quiet week five uh, to the tune of zero. Um, you know, Marshawn Lattimore shut him down. It's but prior to that game, though, he would he and uh, Chris Godwin were both top five fantasy receivers. So, if, as you're looking at, you can throw Mike Evans into this if you want. I don't know if he's necessarily a buy low. It might be buy other owners pissed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to trade for Mike <laughs> Evans, qualifi- this is the week to do it. As buy low. it yeah, so Com- maybe coming off a goose. Yeah, uh, yeah. You might go ask about it uh, for sure, but. Really, the the more consistent lower um, you know guys right now are DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham, and I'm curious. You know, I want to get your guys' opinion on this too. I wanted to um, very much advocate advocate for going for Hopkins. If you're going to target one, I don't mind Odell as a buy low, just you know in general. But between these two, Hopkins is the one I'm going to be more aggressively pursuing. Yeah. The reason is the targets for him they've been consistent to this point. It's really been the ancillary weapons here that have taken a couple weeks to, you know, really prove that they need defenses to account for them. Part of that's been Deshaun. I mean, Deshaun Watson just missed Will Fuller on a big touchdown two weeks ago before making up for it in spades last week. Um, you know, but now it's you know it's sort of been established what that offense is, and we have a track record here with DeAndre Hopkins and the targets. Like I said, they've been consistent. Whereas with Odell in this offense the targets have dwindled we i mean this is his first year in this offense we know what deandre hopkins is in the texans offense we we've we entered this year projecting what odell beckham would be in that browns offense and every week the targets have gone down jarvis landry has shown himself to be a productive second option in this receiving game so it's you know it's not like there's nothing else there and Nick Chubb certainly has has done his part in the running game as well but you know I I look at that and I think there is a much wider range of outcomes for Odell Beckham now the other aspect to this is the the schedule particularly in the near term the fantasy points allowed to receivers when you look at the schedule for Odell. He's got Seattle this week. They're not bad at 19th uh, fantasy in the, the rankings. Then there's Bye, who's very tough. You usually get a zero <laughs> against them. But then it's New England, who's best in the league at limiting wide receivers. Then Denver, who's third. Then Buffalo, who's second. That's, this, that's the next five weeks. 
Whereas with DeAndre Hopkins, it's Kansas City, Indianapolis, Oakland, and Jacksonville. And the latter two are 8 and 12 most allowed, respectively. Indy's middle of the pack at 17. Casey's actually not giving up quite as much, partially due to Indy running the ball so much last week. But, um, yeah, so I'm very, you know, I, I've very much weighted this towards Hopkins, uh, you know, in my mind versus going after Beckham. Thank you, Bose Fan Club. It's good to see you guys. <laughs> Um, what are you? You know, what are your I a hundred percent agree. Uh, <coughs> definitely going after DeAndre Hopkins, and another one of the reasons you alluded to there. I mean, Watson's been pretty darn good this year, and Baker Mayfield is getting dropped in fantasy leagues right now. Yeah, a uh, friend of the show, Dave Bergeron, actually just uh, was in the process. I don't know if he completed the trade today of buying low on DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, uh, a trade that he uh, texted me about, and uh, he brought it up. He said. I'm Buying low on DeAndre Hopkins, so it's it's happening out there, and I'm mm-hmm. all for it. I have Hopkins in one league, and I'm uh, obviously disappointed so far. But uh, I'm not selling real low on him, and I'm actually I'm not selling at all. But you could get you could get Odell Beckham Jr. pretty darn really cheap right now, I think. But you can't. The only caveat I will say is that yes, buy try to buy low on DeAndre Hopkins, but. Probably still not going to be able to buy a real low on DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you brought up Baker Mayfield, and I think that's that's the the wild card in this. We know what we have in Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. um, and you touched on this as well in that offense. I don't know. I I wasn't one hundred percent sold on Baker Mayfield coming in. I, mm-hmm. I was optimistic. So far, he's been hit and miss, and, right? And when he hits, it's isn't necessarily to OBJ. So, yeah, I I I'm all for the buy low on. On DeAndre Hopkins, I'm not quite as sold. I'd have to be really buying low on OBJ because I know the talent's there, but there's a lot more risk well, associated. Let's with let's that. flip it then. So I'm a I, I actually have a league where I drafted because those two guys went very close to each other. I mean, in some ranks, yeah, Odell was you could and and you know I went first second round back end of a draft where I took both of those guys. So I have a team that's where what my roster started with. Um, I'm I'm sitting tight on both of them, but. Would you is this a Juju Smith Schuster type get off the ride now on Odell, or do you feel like it's sort of bottomed out at this point, and maybe it doesn't get much better, but it's probably going to get better, and and the highs are high enough that you're not, you know, you're not trying to sell or or, the or ladder. Where's the line? The ladder. I mean, it's it's. I think it's bottomed out. I, it's uh, which it makes it the perfect time to to bug the owner of Odell Beckham Jr. in the league to see if he can get him, but. Uh, uh, as as you, an mm. owner of Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you know, you never sell low. So I'd be very leery of, uh, of trading him away right now if I had him on my team. I'm not undoing the latch at the top of the Ferris wheel. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm maybe shifting in my seat and, and trying to yeah. looking yeah. for a soft landing spot just in case. And as Lenny Kravitz says, it's not over till it's over. All right. Gosh, we got through our whatevers already. This is fantastic. Before we get into our 50-50 segment, though, we got to talk about fantasy draft. Did you guys, did you guys do some playing on fantasy draft last week? Getting the Hooters I, main events? I did. Nice. Um, last week was not as good to me. Yeah. Because I didn't have one of the aforementioned guys that had yeah. giant afternoons. Like, right. You know, Aaron Jones or Mike Thomas. I had or no Aaron Murray Jones. Cooper. Yep. Yeah. Didn't have any of those guys, so um, I knew that the people that did would be 
walking away with all the money last weekend. Let's boy, talk about. Boy, did they? Let's talk about me taking third in the blue line, huh? Yeah. Oh, there, already winning some some hockey scratch uh, on fantasy draft, and they've got uh, they they've kind of shuffled their their offerings around a little bit. But there, there's some big ticket items. There's some medium level. They they had some quarter games for while. I was trying to encourage some uh, some guys that are trying to get into fantasy hockey but can't yeah. really find a league. I'm like, hey, for dirt cheap, you can jump on and play. I mean. You can play for a buck two or a buck or two or whatever, but uh, yeah, I that made up for the. Uh, I did not do well in the uh, in the Hooters. I did not nah. win enough to buy any sort of watercraft. Maybe like a one of those little flotate, like those those noodles, right? Mm-hmm. That you yeah. can float yeah, in the yeah, pools, yeah. kind of. Sure. That that's what uh, <laughs> almost enough to buy one of those. I had a lot of McCaffrey, Fuller. And then Delvin Cook lineups, which weren't bad. No, but if if I I had zero Aaron Jones, and if if yeah. I could have had instead of Cook Aaron Jones in there, I could have uh, I could have won some cash uh, last week. But this is another week, and hey, if you haven't tried Rake Free at Fantasy Draft, uh, I mean, what are you waiting for, man? FF Party or gal, man or gal, FF Party is the code to use. Seven day free trial. Um, you know, it's got it's the low subscription service model where you know you're you're playing no matter if you're playing cash games or the biggest tournaments, it's all rake free. So uh, get in there and give it a shot. What F- was that tagline F- we came up party. with last week? Less less on rake, more more for uh, other garden implements. I think was that right? that that yeah. sounds That's relatively exactly familiar. familiar. I That's think exactly that nails it. What it was? Let's <laughs> yeah. talk 50, shovels. 50. These guys are owned in fifty percent or less of fantasy leagues. Next. John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. You know, we've had a lot of success in 50-50, just not as much last week specifically (laughs) um, as we had in the past. But there are a couple teams on buy, and we've actually got four teams on buy this week uh, after the... uh, Foggy London Town game yeah. last week, and they'll be it's becoming more of a one. challenge now. It like is. I said, with free agency drying up, the, the players that are owned in fewer than fifty percent of ESPN fantasy leagues, they're not uh, they're not that strong as swimmers. Anymore. They're not. They're not. And so, I, I mean, I actually I felt better about the we some have of the to be guys. Better. I felt better about some of the players this week than I did last week, to be honest with you. But hey, we still had some I hits last so. week. Andy Dalton had some uh, had a decent day. He salvaged his day with a f- good fourth quarter. Jimmy G had an all right day. The Panthers defense. We ended up a lot of the guys that we you know said last week they actually ended up not uh, you know even suiting up like Rex Burkhead, Philip Dorsett was hurt, and um, you know Nelson Aguilar actually ran a, had a couple deep uh, you know he, he yeah. got open deep a couple of times but didn't turn it into anything. Hey, Ricky Seals Jones had that one really nice leaping catch in the first quarter and it was ruled out of bounds. Yeah, and that's that was it. That's all he did. Darrell Williams. He looked really good though. Yeah, on that yeah. one, that wasn't a catch. He looked fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's see if we can uh, we'll see if we can do a little better this week. Let's start. Uh, I'll start at the quarterback. I think I had first pick this week. I did not pick a quarterback first, but the quarterback I did take. Uh, I'm trying to draft off last week's success with Jimmy G going against uh, the L.A. Rams. He's eleven thousand two hundred on fantasy draft uh, value wise in their cash model. Not that's not great. He's quarterback sixteen, but um, you know from a season long type. You know, super flex play. I, I love him this week. The the Rams, yeah, they limited a gimpy Cam Newton and check down Teddy and and bad Baker Mayfield. But 
you know, Jameis and uh, Russell Wilson the last two weeks have each lit them up for four touchdowns, over 60 combined fantasy points given up to those two guys the last two weeks. With Garoppolo, he's only top 29 attempts in one game this season. This is definitely a run first and run second and run third offense, but he does have multiple touchdowns in two of four games, and uh, there's plenty of upside going against these Rams to throw a couple more. I agree. Bo? I like that that pick from a game script uh, perspective. My quarterback's um, a decent pick from a game script perspective. Matthew Stafford uh, with the Lions uh, going to Lambeau Field. They may have to throw quite a bit uh, more than they'd like this week to keep up with uh, the Packers at, at home. Uh, so from that perspective, Stafford could make a volume play yeah. in a super flex league where you're starting two quarterbacks. <laughs> Not a great DFS value, though. Um, $10,600 on fantasy draft. Uh, fantasy Labs doesn't like him too much this week. But the reason to bring him up is he's still uh, owned in fewer than 50% of ESPN leagues. I wonder so. if that's just because they're coming off the buy. It seemed, I, mean, I was surprised he was that low. Could very well be. Could yeah. very well be, but uh, he's even so, he's uh, probably not owned in too much. I mean, barely over fifty yeah. percent of, of leagues. Uh, once you expand that out to other commissioner services, so I mean, given the bye weeks that are coming up now, and he's got his bye behind him, Matthew Stafford should should be on rosters at least. I think. For sure, Jimmy. I'm going with Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> Garner Minshew Jr. the third, or whatever it is. I thought it was going to be a reference to the London game <laughs> to start with. Oh, well, no, it's Beowulf. It is Beowulf. They were going to name him Beowulf. He gets the Saints this week. He's uh, $10,800 on Fantasy Draft. He's the number nine value, according to Fantasy yeah. Labs. Those Saints have allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. <laughs> Beowulf has multiple touchdown passes in three straight games. He's not listed as that on Fantasy Draft. You know if you're looking for him. He's at like 49 point. I mean, he was just under the 50-50. I think this might be the last. This is it. Yeah, Yeah, this This is is it. This is the swan song for Beowulf. The Minshew. Is he losing that job to Foles in a couple weeks? I don't see that happening. There could be rioting in the streets, I think. Yeah. Unless right. Foles has grown a really sweet mustache and while well, he's been out. Hey, I, you, we don't know. That's true. We don't. <laughs> it would have to be really sweet to <laughs> yeah, better than Gardner Minshew. It'd have to be uh, owner-worthy. Their owner's got a nice mustache. Yeah, that's too. true. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll address the mustache issue here in a couple of weeks when that comes up. Uh, <laughs> running back, uh, I've, I've got Adrian Peterson at Miami. He's 8,800 on Fantasy Draft. The... Uh, I mean, despite it being a PPR format, he's still the value, uh, RB number 21 value, according to Fantasy Labs, because that price is so low. Bill Callahan, we talked about, he's, wants, he's an offensive line guy, got to establish that run, said they need to run more. Uh, no team has given up more running back fantasy points than the Dolphins. So uh, hmm. it's uh, this this might be the week for a vintage Adrian Peterson game. We'll see. And then um, the bane of uh, one of my team's existence, Ito Smith at Arizona, 8,700. He's actually two spots higher in terms of value, um, according to Fantasy Labs, at, at that 8,700 price tag. He's eating into Devontae Freeman's workload way more than I'd like to see. Um and not only as a Freeman fantasy owner, which is what I was referencing before, but I mean Devontae Freeman looks head and shoulders better than Edo Smith. It's really kind of bothersome to see them mm-hmm. giving so much work to somebody who's clearly not as good. But anyway, after Edo, uh, the judge disappeared in, into his chambers week three, but 
Otherwise, he's played 38% of the snaps every week. His 45 or 47%, excuse me, last week uh, snap rate, that was his highest since 50% in the season opener. He actually got double-digit opportunities in week five, five carries, six targets. That was the first time he's done that all year. Arizona's actually been tough against running backs, ninth fewest fantasy points allowed, and they have faced, you know, Mark Ingram, on Johnson, Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson, Joe Mixon, so they've they've seen some good backs here. Yeah. So that limit, you know, I don't think that this is a big ceiling spot. This is one of those this is more of a floor type of uh, play for me, but because if he's going to get that that those type of target numbers like he did last week, you know, that's really where um, you know, he can elevate that point total and, and pay off easily pay off that little price tag. Bo? Uh, Jonathan Hilleman will be one of my running backs, and this is strictly a, an opportunity play just because he's one of the only healthy bodies left in the Giants' offense. Uh, certainly not a good matchup against the Patriots, and as nope. we talked about earlier, um, going to be a bad game script for him, possibly some iffy weather there. So the floor is low, but he's going to get some volume. Yeah. So, you know, might come away with this uh, from this game with a touchdown. Uh, Elijah Penny could uh get some touches but this is going to be mostly i think the jonathan hilleman show for for one week and one week only uh, because we expect barkley back maybe as soon as next week uh certainly not a dfs play neither is on mark walton my other running back um he's super cheap on fantasy draft but this is too early this is more of a i'm just pointing at mark walton (laughs) he's owned and he's available in 99 percent of espn fantasy leagues and He's kind of a stash guy with uh, for leagues with deep benches right now because um, he seems to have passed up Kalen Ballage uh, in the running back yeah. rotation there in Miami. Now, you never know. They, they do have the Redskins this week, so he, he might do a little something, you know, for me this week. But I'm not, not expecting it. This is more of a uh, Mark Walton, a guy that very few people are talking about and uh, might be worth something the second half of the season here at least uh getting some he can catch the ball too so he'll, he'll get some touches. i was gonna say since you brought up stashes we didn't talk about this guy in the news segment just because it's i mean there's not really news at this point but david johnson's back you know he's a little yes. bulky would you is chase, chase edmund somebody you would much rather not you wouldn't want to play him this week unless obviously david johnson doesn't go you know, over Mark Walton, but if you're stashing a guy, is that more the type of guy you would stash? Or? Absolutely. I, okay. I I almost took him instead here. I, okay. thought, I thought one of you guys are going to take him, so I went uh, I went for the guy who was owning less than one percent of fantasy leagues. <laughs> you wanted the degree of I difficulty. Thought, thought I'd point him out instead. So I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought him up. Tuvi, I'm going to go with uh, Gus Edwards against the Bengals. He's he's down in let's let's call it toaster territory. <laughs> Seven thousand one hundred dollars on fantasy draft. Um, Labs has them as their RB23 as far as a value. Bengals are allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs. Edwards has had 22 touches the last three games. I, I think they're, you know, we talked about Chase Edmonds. Sure. I think uh, there's a yeah. Chase Edmonds game in here against the Bengals. Uh, Edmonds had 11 touches, 86 yards, and a touchdown last week. I think that's doable territory for, for Gus Edwards I in agree. this matchup. My other back is going to be Raheem Mostert. $9,200 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, not as much of a value. RB46, according to Fantasy Labs. The Rams are a, a top 10 fantasy matchup for running backs. Uh, Shanny's obviously willing to use his entire stable of backs, and there's no Kyle Juszczyk in the mix. 
And at uh, 195, I believe Mostert is the heaviest of the packs that are left. So <laughs> maybe he'll get some of that fullback work. I was at, that's I wanted to ask you about that because when we talked last week about Tevin Coleman's impending return and how we were handling this yeah. backfield, we noted Kyle Juszczyk, though not somebody getting work from a fantasy standpoint, was actually seeing the most snaps and most consistent work there. Do you is that sort of your your angle on this? Is you think? Most there's maybe going to take on some of that, or are they going to change up what they're going to be doing on offense? I think they'll they'll probably work more tight end. I mean, okay. Uzcheck wasn't really a ball carrier; he was a pass no, catcher right. and a blocker. And I mm-hmm. think you know he could almost slide George Kittle back into that role. Although, why would you take him away from the role yeah, that's working so well for him? So right. I, they've probably got some other warm bodies that uh, that will fill that spot. But I think there's opportunities, and yeah, uh, definitely Mostert's the third back in that stable, but. Mm-hmm. Neither of those guys are bastions of health, so no, they are not. R- roll the bones against uh, a Rams defense that hasn't been particularly good against running backs. A wide receiver, let's stay in that same game first. I've got Marquise Goodwin, uh, eighty-eight hundred. He's not really a value from a f- uh, fantasy draft perspective. He's more of like a leverage kind of dart throw uh, type play. If you're gonna if you're gonna uh, go after this game and want a low-owned guy and you stack uh, Jimmy and Marquise Goodwin, maybe that pays off for you. But He's the only San Francisco wide receiver to start every game. Thank you for the beer. Appreciate it. Uh, and uh, he's led the wide receiver core in snap rate every game since week two. Rams are kind of mid-pack against wide receivers. Goodwin does have 41 or more yards each of his last three weeks, uh, though he hasn't topped four targets in a game. So, I mean, it's you kind of know what you're getting with Marquise Goodwin. You know, you're rolling the dice hoping for that, uh, that big play touchdown. And then we're going back to this Washington-Miami game. I'm actually Ooh. taking both. Miami. This is this is the game that the NFL is just thanking their lucky stars for DFS, right? Because uh, there's going to be there's between bets on this game and prop bets and DFS, like there's plenty of eyeballs on what should otherwise be just a total crap show. Uh, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. I've got them both. Parker's at 8,400. Williams is at 8,500. I prefer the latter there. He's actually Fantasy Labs does too. He's the number 20 value receiver, whereas Parker's 34. Washington's allowing the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. These two guys have been their clear top two wide receivers in snap rate the weeks three and four prior to their bye um, last week. With Preston Williams, he hasn't scored since week one, but he's got 25 targets in the last three weeks and at least 46 yards in each game, so he's got a floor. We've seen him make spectacular catches already, uh, so I do think that there's some ceiling here. With Parker, he's actually gotten a lot of air yards. He's also dropping the ball like his last name's Ebron. Um, but wow. the tar- you know, his targets. Not been- even talking about him. He's just got to <laughs> get in the shot. <laughs> one day I'm going to meet Eric Ebron, and he's just going to punch me in the face. It'll be like that season one of the league where what's his name sits in the hot tub with Antonio Gates and just tells him how he ruined his fantasy team. Anyway, no, I, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, Devontae Parker's targets have been trending down seven, seven, six, four his last four games, but. He's had 56 or more yards in three of his last four and scored once. So I can't say that, like, Preston Williams' upside is that much higher than Parker's. It's just I think Williams maybe has a little better chance to reach that upside. Bo? Uh, Geronimo Allison's going to be my first wide receiver. Uh, not a great fantasy value for DFS purposes this week, but um, he's out there in a lot of leagues, and I like, uh, like the end zone targets that he's getting. He's been... Pretty touchdown dependent. I will note, though, that he did have a season-high six targets last week, and with Devontae Adams still still hurting, 
he's 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 still going to be in the mix there as one of their top two wide receivers, especially if Adams doesn't play. Auden Tate is my next wide receiver. He is a good DFS play this mm-hmm. this week. He's sneaky good, I think. Uh, got in the end zone last week. The Ravens team that he'll be playing this week are a bottom third defense against wide receivers so far this season. He's only $8,000 on fantasy draft. He's going to be in some of my... Uh, some of my lineups this week on Fantasy Draft. And then my other guy is Byron Pringle of the Chiefs going up against the Texans. His his uh, his tag uh, price tag jumped on Fantasy Draft this week yeah. after last week's 103 yards and a touchdown against the Colts. He's up to $8,800, so not a great value anymore, especially since his, his floor is, like, literally Nothing. zero. Well, I was going to say, so, uh, how excited are you if – Tyreek Hill's back. I mean, if Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins are both playing, I mean, right. no. But I think one or one or maybe both those guys aren't playing this week. So yeah. uh, I, I, I think uh, I would just want to raise him up as a possibility here uh, yeah. beyond uh, Miko Harbin and Demarcus Robinson. Uh, Byron Pringle is another guy to take a look at. Uh, he's out there in a lot of leagues. And if you have a Watkins or a Tyreek Hill or bye week issues, uh, worth the consideration yeah. if those guys don't play. I think my favorite part of Byron Pringle is how he comes stacked in those cans instead of in a bag where everything gets brought. Uh, you know what? If you could stack Byron Pringle with Patrick hey, Mahomes. Yeah, you once you pop, you can't stop, man. That was, that was like a volleyball <laughs> yes. set, and then Bo is like. It's the first ever spike I've had in my life. That way. <laughs> Good work. Speaking at $8,800 price points, I'm going to go with Fantasy Labs wide receiver value number 10 at $8,800. Mohamed Sanu against the Cardinals, who have allowed multiple wide receivers, that's multiple different wide receivers, to score in three of their five games. So even if Julio Jones gets one, mm-hmm. there's still room for Mohamed Sanu. A 60% Sanu. chance. We really need 60% of the time, we need, more than one we wide receiver We kind of need like a Mohamed Sanu sounder at this point because he's in a lineup every week. Well, until he, I think he's another one that's at like the 49% threshold. Yeah. Um, he's getting about nine fantasy points a game in half PPR. You know, he's getting enough targets. We mm-hmm. haven't seen Ridley come around. Um, yeah, last week we did. So. Uh, yeah, last week it was, <laughs> it was a mild coming out party for him. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously, as another uh, Devonta Freeman owner, it's not Devonta Freeman that's doing the damage, and, and the, the Falcons are playing from behind. So plenty of points out there for Mohamed Sanu. I'm also going to go uh, head-to-head with uh, Byron Pringle and bring my bag of chips, uh, Mecole Hardman, against the Texans. 10500 He's a little pricey. On Fantasy Draft, he's wide receiver 39, according to Fantasy Labs. Like I said earlier, I'll take any piece of the Chiefs offense in a projected shootout. Uh, Hardman, 22 targets over the last four games, so there's opportunity. And, uh, again, if if Hill and or Watkins are out, um, like that's, that much more. that's Absolutely. definitely investing in that. And my last wide receiver, my flex guy, uh, Randall Cobb against the Jets, $8,300 on Fantasy Draft. He's getting six targets a game. He's a, It's a top ten fantasy matchup for wide receivers, so uh, why not roll with a little Randall Cobb this week? All right. Two, have you had this Insight Banshee Cutter here yet? Man, this is good. I have not, but uh, I, I, I'm eyeing up the uh, – where was the one I was going to have? This one's the, the Plaid Habit. Oh, I saw that one too. This one is a cold – it's a golden ale infused with cold-pressed UP coffees or up coffees, Ethiopian Hama coffee. It's like basically a coffee golden ale. Really good. Anyway, speaking of golden, Gerald Everett. Oh, I thought <coughs> he was going to go golden tape. No. <laughs> um, that would have been a nice setup, though. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, nice try. <coughs> nah, we'll try that again. Let's right. start the podcast over. We'll do that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hang on. 
All right, I'm better now. Uh, going against San Francisco, 7000 uh, You know, seems like a low enough price tag at tight end, but Fantasy Labs disagrees. Tight end, 26 in terms of value. It might be because the 49ers are giving up the third fewest fantasy points to tight end. But honestly, O.J. Howard's the best they've faced, and if he's not catching baseballs, he's not catching anything. Uh, Everett's pulled ahead of Tyler Higby in snap rate, though um, you know the Rams also have increased their two tight end usage, so kind of both guys are getting on the field a little more. He's got 19 targets in his last two games. That's been good for 12 catches, 180 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, we you know it's not a trend. Two games does not make a trend, but uh, certainly I in a you know a tight end needy situation, I'm happy to pick him up and even start him this week, and in hopes that this holds and you've got yourself a. Uh, you know, nice little top 12 tight end the rest of the way. Well, I was really hoping to take Herndon in our 50-50 draft this week. <coughs> well, so much so that you did take yeah, him. Yeah, and, and then, then you then guys reminded me that he was uh, injured. So I wound up with Noah Fant. Oh, boy. I'm excited about this one. Actually, he's been averaging about three or four targets per game. The Titans are pretty bad against tight ends, so he's got a decent matchup this week. I suppose there's a non-zero chance of me using him in a DFS tournament uh, lineup yeah. this week. Uh, he's... Uh, rated decently on Fantasy Labs at a 64.63 because he's only $5,600 on Fantasy Draft, and he's still available in 90%, 90% of ESPN leagues. He looked fast on his touchdown. Well, I mean, it's, absolutely. Uh, he was, he, he can, he he was can picking him up and, and run down. with it. Yes, absolutely. He just needs the quarterback to maybe get it. That would help. Well, Joe Flacco's got a track record of throwing to tight ends. So. It'll happen. I, I, think, uh, I think you're in One good shape. One of these weeks. Um, we one of I think it was Maj was no you were you were the one eyeing up uh, yeah. a Houston tight end and I threw some great stats out there as to which one you should take and then you didn't take him so I thought yeah, well, I left him for you I can't let that, all that great homework that I did right. go to waste so I'm going to go with Darren Fells against the Chiefs seven thousand dollars on fantasy draft no team has allowed more tight end receptions than the Chiefs and while you've got uh, Jordan Aiken with two and a half fantasy points in four of his five games this year. Darren Fells has double-digit fantasy points in two of the last three. So it's a great matchup, and if you, Houston likes to throw to the tight end, I'm going to roll the bones on That's Darren That's a Fels. much better selection than Noah Fan. <laughs> no. Yes, you can, Noah Fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my uh, defense special teams, I'm going with Washington. Uh, despite having a couple Dolphins on here, I, I definitely did not have Josh Rosen. So I can go ahead and take this Washington <laughs> defense special teams. They're at, Fantasy Labs actually has Washington as their number one value at 5,200. The Dolphins are allowing the most defense special teams points against this season. Um, you know, as bad as Washington has been this year. They do have nine sacks and five interceptions on the year. They actually... Uh, you know, they okay. did all right to start off against uh, yeah, they, New England there early. Yeah, they in the early played going. them tough early. Yeah, so it, it could happen. If it's going to happen, it'll be this game, and then I'm going with the Nuge, uh, Mike Nugent going against the Giants. New the England Nuge. has the third highest implied point total this week, uh, and they're playing at home, so that's nice. Uh, after missing his first extra point attempt as a Patriot, he went two for two on field goals, hit his next three extra points. So I think uh, I think the Nuge will be all right. If Bo's not going to say it, I'll say it. That's a wang-dang sweet pick. Right there. It was a free-for-all on the free agency wire going after Nugent last week. Yeah, evidently, uh, Maj, not up to speed on his catalog of Ted Nugent great gonzo hits. No, I'm not. Okay. <laughs> Cat scratch here? I, I don't even have an itch. That's about where it ends for me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll give you my kicker and defense. They're both Green Bay Packers. So. Okay. 
you could probably guess who that they both are. That worked out well. Yeah. Pretty Pretty yeah I can guess who St- they both are. Stacking them. <laughs> the defense is the Packers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At home against the Lions. They're coming off a pretty impressive performance against the Dallas Cowboys. They're racking up the sacks and yeah. uh, the interceptions. So I'm, I'm doing the Tubi here. The, uh, the stacking, the Contrarian defense. stack? Against the quarterback that yeah. they'll be oh, playing my against. Favorite, and my trademark Stafford. move right there. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to try it out this week. And my kicker's Mason Crosby. Since Joey Sly is finally owned in 50% of ESPN Good job, everybody. Fantasy Leagues. <laughs> finally came around on Joey it. Sly. And we took a 14-by uh, week for Joey Sly. Six, five weeks of the season. Uh, Crosby's averaging 10 points per game over his last three games after a slow start to the season. And... Uh, Kicks pretty well at home. Likes it at Lambeau Field. Ten I'm more Ron points Burgundy. out of Crosby this week. I'll take it. All right. I'm going Zane Gonzalez in that uh, shootout between the Cardinals and the Falcons. That one's for the Birds. No kicker has nice. attempted more field goals than Zane Gonzalez, and he has multiple field goal attempts in every game this year, so that's more than enough time talking about kickers. My defense <laughs> is the San Francisco 49ers against what used to be the greatest show on turf, the Los Angeles Rams, but they are down. You're in Blender and like a $500 cash for $4,900 on fantasy draft. You get the 49ers defense. They are the number two fantasy defense right now. They have a good defense. Seven yeah, picks. Very much so. They league. have a good defense. And the other, I, not a great matchup this week against the Rams, but I'd still yeah, like I them. I don't know. And I take them the rest of the year as my fantasy defense. If you're able to jam uh, the, the radio <laughs> transmissions between Sean McVay and Jared Goff, you're, you're in going to be pretty good shape. But let me finish Who off. Who gives my, me the raspberry? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, number two fantasy defense, seven picks, second in the league. Two defensive touchdowns tied for second, 13 sacks. The Rams have thrown seven picks and allowed 18 sacks, both top five numbers. So I'm driving home for $4,900. I am driving out of here under five grand. I can get you in a new San Francisco Chargers uh, 49ers defense <laughs> yeah, today. Those guys. It's funny you mentioned the Chargers because I, I, I played the Chargers defense in a season-long league last year, and the, the Niners D was sitting there on waivers, and all week I'm like, Press no, nah, don't press the button. The nah, and I didn't do it. The Chargers did score a defensive touchdown, so it worked out okay. Um, but Forty Niners like, bias behind them, I would have no problem just having them out. as my in my lineup the rest of the way. That right is there with you. Excellent timing because my morning wood is gone. <laughs> wow, the, the you, beer you had that morning wood for a while. Not quite call doctor time, but it's uh, we're getting close. Depending on what time you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, that could sound either really impressive or... <laughs> well, you guys, for the first time all season, we're going to no. get out of here in under an hour. No, so. we're not. I've Let's got another whatever. Else. Do you have another four minutes of material <laughs> prepared, Jimmy? We can, uh... Well, let me tell you about it. <laughs> no, this is great. Good stuff. I like this. Well, uh, we hope that you will come out here and join us at JL Beers on... Uh, any Wednesday for the rest of the regular season. JL Beers in Burnsville, 7.30 p.m. is when we record the show. Uh, also, we'll hope you check out fantasylabs.com. Like we said, use that code 10OFF, 10OFF, to get $10 off a trial. And, of course, FF Party is the code at Fantasy Draft. Play rake-free DFS, rake-free. It is the best. I wish my lawn was that way. Uh, so, for Bo, for Tuvi, I am Anthony Maggio. Good luck to all of you. In week six, we'll talk week seven.